Thanks for downloading this IMSA Radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA Radio wherever they get their podcasts. Live from Trackside, this is IMSA Radio. Hello everybody and welcome along to a very quick, exciting, tight, demanding and challenging circuit. We're at Lime Rock Park in Connecticut for the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship FCPU Road Northeast Grand Prix. Very compact circuit and a compact schedule to go along with it. Practice and qualifying today and our races are tomorrow for WeatherTech and Permission and Pilot Challenge. Every session of both of those championships covered live and without interruption here on IMSA Radio. And we'll kick off with the first free practice session. 14 cars uh, ready to go in this Pilot Challenge session that kicks us off. And it's a bit of a different one as well. Tell you all about that in a moment. There is a little bit of difference this weekend. We'll get down to share the pits in a moment. Are uh, you listening to the FCP Euro Northeast Grand Prix live from Lime Rock Park on IMSA Radio? The Michelin Pilot Challenge on IMSA Radio, part of the Radio Show Limited Network. It's John Hindorf and Jeremy Shaw in our global broadcast centre. Good morning, as it still is uh, to you if you're at the track. And uh, Sheer Adam is down in the pit lane for, as I said, Sheer, a little bit of a different look to the pilot challenge. This is effectively the other side of the story from Detroit, isn't it? It is. We are completing the full circle, bringing the TCR cars out for their own 100-minute race here at Lime Rock Park. And this is a track where frequently the TCR cars are super competitive with the GS cars because their lap times are not that much slower. So the nice thing is the TCR cars get to feature for this weekend's race. And because it's only a 100-minute race, all the practice sessions are a little bit different as well as the green flag flies. First car to see the track will be the Alfa Romeo, the number five, the car which has already won two races so far this year. But it means that this session, only 45 minutes. So you really got to try and get the work done. Most importantly, while it's dry, because John, about two o'clock this afternoon, right smack dab in the middle of their second practice session. That's when the rain is supposed to roll in. And tomorrow's race is going to be a lot like what it feels like right now. Dry and hot, hot, hot. Cher, are you hearing me? No, she isn't. Uh, okay, uh, we'll get that sorted out uh, in a moment or two. Um, and uh, I can talk to you this way, Cher, by talking to you on Talkback. First of all, we need to let people know what version of the track we're using. It, there's no chicane on the back, so it's the slightly longer version, 1.478 miles. Uh, and what, Sheer, what are we looking at in terms of the entry? Anybody that we uh, uh, need to highlight here? Let's bring in Jeremy Shaw then, as Sasha uh, unfortunately isn't uh, able to listen to us trackside at the moment. Uh, 14 cars, Jeremy, uh, and uh, 
championship implications this weekend. They get to play on their own, and uh, that means they're in the limelight. How's, this, how's things standing as we come into this weekend? Yeah, good morning, John. Uh, good morning, everybody at Lime Rock Park. Good to see the sun shining now at the moment. We had a lot of rain lately. Uh, hopefully, what's that forecast for, for later on will, will not, not materialise. Yet, yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's super tight in the uh, TCR Championship, John. Uh, at the moment, a 20-point lead only for Harry Gottsacker uh, and, uh, and, and Robert Wickens. That's the number 33 Brown Herder Order Sports Hyundai Lantra N. Despite having not yet won a race this season, uh, they've had uh, three uh, uh, second place finishes out of the five races we've had so far. And that's enough to have the championship lead by 20 points over their teammates, Mason Philippi and Mark Wilkins, who are driving a number 98 sister car. Also, just 10 points behind them in third position are Chris Miller and Mikey Taylor, who won last time out at Canadian Time Motorsport Park just a couple of weeks ago. So super, super tight in the uh, TCR Drivers' Championship. Uh, pretty much the same story in the manufacturers as well. Audi, with two wins on the season, having also won with the uh, Roadshagger team in the opening round of the season at Daytona. They've got a 10-point lead over Hyundai uh, and... Alfa Romeo is only uh, 60 points out of the lead and just 20 points behind them is, uh, is Honda, which has been the car to have in qualifying this season, qualifying on pole position for all except one of the five races, but yet to score its first win. So looking to put that rights to rights this weekend, John. Healthy entry, 14 cars. I mean, would it have been nice to have 20? Yes, but I'm not being greedy. And the... Um, a, a nice spread between those manufacturers as well, Jeremy. Obviously, Hyundai um, have uh, numerically uh, dominated the, the championship as well as in championship wins over the last few years. Yeah, that's true, yes. It's certainly been uh, Hyundai's championship. They've, got, uh, they've won the last two championships in a row with Taylor Hagler and, and uh, Michael Lewis in the uh, number one car that's running this weekend. They like this at the moment down in seventh position in the points, so they're hoping for what would be their best result of the season. They haven't yet cracked uh, the top four. They've had a fifth, a sixth, an eighth, a couple of eighths and a ninth, which is, uh, which is disappointing for that uh, championship-winning team for the last two years. But yeah, it's, uh, it's been really, really interesting to see how closely matched the manufacturers seem to have been. And it's been a good spread so far. We've had uh, two wins for Audi, two wins for Alpha, uh, one, which is just only one alpha in the field, uh, and one win for Hyundai. Uh, but uh, for, for the uh, for the Honda teams, they brought the new FL5-bodied car in. Uh, it's been here for the last uh, three races, two pole positions for that brand new car, uh, and the uh, that's the number 37 car that is the the lead car for LA Honda World Racing. The sister car, mirror image car number 73. Uh, is uh, they've also brought out the FL5 for the last uh, last round as well. So we've got two FL5s. We've got the older FL FK7 in the hands of the Victor Gonzalez racing team. That's kind of 99, the primarily black and white car. Victor Gonzalez and Carl Whitler, uh, and they've been super strong in most of the races, but haven't yet put it all together. They've had a, uh, a bunch of relatively minor mechanical problems have had major consequences so it's been a bit disappointing season for that number 99 team so far so this as Shea mentioned was a 45 minute session when we got underway 30 call it 39 minutes still to go six gone and if you are just joining us hello at IMSA radio if you'd like to get in touch with us this one of the circuits and one of the events that I have to say I miss being trackside Four. It's always a lovely drive up from GFK. Um, once you get out of New York and onto the uh, onto the side roads a little bit, quite nice sometimes to come the the back ways to around here. And it's a track that always seems to have dealt us some great racing, even going back to when the prototypes were here a few years ago. Now. As Matt Pombo goes to the top in the number 37. So, Jeremy, 54, call it nearly 55 second lap around here for these TCR cars. What are we looking at in terms of lap record on the 1.478 um, <laughs> circuit? It, 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 I struggle to understand how um, the 
the track without the chicane is actually a bit longer than the track with the chicane. I would have thought the Wiggles would have made it longer, but apparently it's it's not the case. Yeah, it's, it's close, isn't it? We've we'll be running both configurations here this weekend uh, with, the, with the different series. Uh, but uh, yeah, the, the, the lap record in, in qualifying for TCR was set uh, actually back in 2019 by oh, wow. Michael Lewis, two-time defending series champion, uh, at a, a, a 54.034. Pole position last year, just fractionally slower by Robert Wickens, a 54.048. Uh, and by the way, Shay was talking earlier on about how closely matched the, the GS cars would be if they are here this weekend with the TCRs. The race lap record for GS is a, a 54.077. Oh, wow. It's actually slower than the pole position record for TCR. So uh, she's nail on head there. There's generally about uh, three or four tenths per second between the GZ the fastest GSs and the fastest TCRs. But this this week, this weekend, as, as we've said, just concentrating on TCRs. I think it's going to be a really interesting battle with these four manufacturers. And we've seen some super close racing this year in TCR. The times then starting to drop down. 54.446 now uh, for Victor Gonzalez in the Victor Gonzalez racing team. Uh, Honda Civic and Tyler Maxson's just gone faster than that. 54-1. Rory Vandister in third position for Vandister Racing in the Velosta. Uh, the top three separated by just on top four separated by just on four tenths at the moment, with Robert Wiggins dropping into fourth position in the number 33 Hyundai. Yeah, time's coming down quite quickly, John. You're right. And uh, uh, you, you mentioned Rory Vandersteur there in the Hyundai Veloster. That's the older shaped car. Currently third, third position, car number 90. Uh, good point. That car, well, that team, Vandersteur Racing, they, they also run the car for Tyler Max and, uh, and, uh, and Brian Ortiz, which is fastest at the moment. That is an, the, the newer Elantra model. Uh, Tyler Max gone to the top, as you said, with a 54.168. So within a couple of... Well, just a, about a tenth of a second off the uh, qualifying lap record, wow. uh, which is now he's now thrashed. By the way, next lap around <laughs> fifty-three point wow. seven five four. Wow! Uh, that's that's only that's within uh, within four hundredths of a second. Yeah, of the uh, the qualifying record for GS. Which is a fifty-three six nine one, and this is the older car, uh, as you mentioned. This is yeah, this is yeah. the little no, hatchback. No, 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 no. This is a new car. No, Tyler Baxter oh, is sorry, a new yes. land. Sorry, yes, uh, yes, yes, the, yes, yes. Rory Vandersteur is driving the, the sister car. He generally drives an Aston Martin in GS, but because GS is not here this weekend, and because the old Veloster that uh, Rory had won. Uh, run in the past was sitting around the shop. They decided, well, look, let's just bring it out and have some fun with it. So he and another very talented youngster, Luca Mars, who generally drives Masters. a Mustang yeah. in GS for the core motorsports team, uh, Rory van der Stuyr and uh, and Luca Mars are going to share that older uh, Veloster and just just go out there and have some fun. Uh, and he's having some fun. At the moment, yeah, he did. well, he always has fun. Uh, but uh, well, they, they, had, they had a quick shakedown test at, at pit race uh, in in uh, Wampum, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, 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 I think last week, just to uh, to dial themselves in because this is the first time that uh, Luca Mars will have driven hasn't driven it yet here. But this will be the first time that he has raced a front wheel drive car. Uh, Rory at least uh, dri driving the Aston this week this season, but he has driven the front wheel drive. Veloster in the past, so he's familiar with the car, but it'll be Luca's first experience in a front-wheel drive car, so that'll be an eye-opener for him. However, as a graduate of the Edebitsu Mazda MX-5, he's used to close racing, so this is not going to phase him at all, and we have had Mazda races here in the past, and so I expect to see him do, uh, expect to see him doing very well here. Uh, no improvements. Oh, no, there was an improvement last time around for Mark Wilkins in the number 98 Brian Herder Autosport with Kerb Agajanian. And then he pits next time around. Get ready for big numbers in the pits, uh, in the laps column 
and things happen very quickly here, Jeremy, at under <laughs> 55 seconds a, a lap, for, even for these TCR cars. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, we're already 11 laps for the, uh, some of the contenders now, and we've now seen pit stops for, for several cars. As you said, Mark Wilkins into pit lane, Victor Gonzalez into pit lane, kind of a 99. That was uh, quickest briefly a little while ago. Uh, also, Robert Wickens in the number 33 car onto the uh, pit lane here as well. But you know, even though this is a relatively short uh, practice session um, at, uh, at 45 minutes, they, they, yeah, they're still you could easily get uh, 40 laps or so quite comfortably, even with a few couple of pit stops if you want. Uh, some of the teams have been here testing, most haven't but most of them also have prior experience here at Limelight Park. So that's Jeremy Shaw and I'm John Heindorf and Shea Adam is our eyes and ears in the pit lane. And we'll head uh, down to her in a moment or two's time. She's patrolling the pit lane at the moment, which is about half full uh, in terms of the 14 cars. Victor Gonzalez just got back out again. Otherwise, we would have had exactly half cars in the pits and half cars out of the pits. Was that a... Oh, no, Victor stayed in the car for that one. Robert Wiggins has gone back out. Is this just having a look at the tyre pressures or are there more um, more substantial changes going on, Shea Adam? It was just a quick look at the tyre pressures, although they do have Carl Whitmer helmeted. So, once again, he's avo avoiding the microphone quite... Uh, quite skillfully, I have to say. Uh, not on purpose from the Canadian, but Carl Whitmer and Victor Gonzalez, who have run together at this track two years in a row now, uh, looking for a third and hoping for their first podium. They've had a pretty up and down year so far, but yeah, Carl will be installed here shortly. As far as the other cars in the pit lane, well, the 15 Rockwell Autosport development car, that has just gone back out. The Alpha has joined them. I'm gonna walk up a couple more pit boxes after the 37 hits its mark. That was Matt Pombo coming in. Let's see if they're going to do a setup change. Oh, yes, they are on the rear of the car. That's interesting. Rear right. Um, so Ryan Eversley is still not being put into that machine as of yet. But I want to go up to the 17 because they are worth an interview. The JDC Unitronic Audi, the RS3, won the last time at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. They've won here before as well. So in terms of momentum, well, the big M is on their side. Hello to Tom Marshallek in Ohio, who's tuned in at work, wishing he was trackside. Know the feeling. At IMSA Radio, if you would like to come through to Jeremy and myself, John Heindorf here, as we are working the early moments of the FCP Euro Northeast Grand Prix weekend. If you are joining us on a Friday afternoon, it's what, spot on four o'clock in the UK. Uh, I've had my afternoon tea, little Belgian chocolate eclair and uh, a cup of tea before uh, we came on air. Possibly just catching up before you leave work for the weekend. Please do remember, it is today and tomorrow only in terms of live action for you. If you're outside uh, the US, then uh, the... Uh, all of the races for you, or both of the races this weekend, uh, are on IMSA TV. If you're in the US, the uh, our usual NBC Sports colleagues will be covering it for you. However, you don't have to miss, if you're in the US this afternoon and you would like to watch qualifying, it's going to be a one-and-done 15-minute session. There's only one... Uh, only one class of course then you can tune in to IMSA.TV all of the qualifying for the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship is always available without blocks without brakes and uh, that is not subject to any geoblock in the US or indeed anywhere else no subscription required uh, still quite halfway through the session three or four minutes to go before we get there, and Tyler Maxson still running around. Uh, let's go down to Shea Adam. Uh, and I didn't quite hear, Shea, who you were with. Uh, the race winner from the last time out, the guy who brought the car across the finish line, Mikey Taylor. Mikey, you're sitting here watching these timing screens. What are you learning about the competition right now? 
It's impressive. Honestly, we didn't expect the times to be this low. I mean, that's that's quick. That's quick. So we'll, I don't know if we can match that, but yeah, that's pretty impressive. Well, I mean, you should be able to match it because you won the last race and you've won here before. So it's a good track for you, Lime Rock Park. What is it that just works with the car, the team, and you and Chris? I think last year we won because we had a great strategist sitting next to me here, Cole. And um, yeah, we just had a great strategy. We, we didn't have the raw pace, but we had pretty good race pace. And I think just keeping the tires underneath you and Chris and I working together on that, I think that's the main, the main thing we're trying to work on. Now, you're reminded pretty evidently how well you're doing in the championship, but where your pit box is placed. Are you guys thinking at all about points at this stage? I mean, it's always in the back of our minds, but at the end of the day, we're just here to, you know, have a good, clean race. You know, that's what we said to ourselves. We're trying to keep it consistent, have a stable car, and just go out and enjoy ourselves. We're halfway through the season. You guys got a win under your belt. Do you think this Audi will be strong enough here to get it done again? We definitely could. I mean, it's going to take a lot of good strategy and tire management to keep up with some of the pace that they have. So I don't know if we can get the raw pace, but we'll, we'll be there at the end. Now, I noticed a little bit of blue on the back of your car. Is that a new splash with the FCP Euro logo? Yeah, it's great to have them on board. Uh, they're a Unitronic dealer uh, and reseller and obviously sponsoring the event here and being local. Myself and, and one of the guys from Unitronic went to their offices yesterday and met with them and checked it out. So great to have them on board and, and uh, yeah, we'll try to get a win for them. Congrats again on last week. Good luck this week. Thanks very much. One of the questions I think, Shea, that we need to, to know from the, the teams here is uh, how tyre-dependent this uh, weekend is going to be for the front-wheel drive cars. They do, uh, you know, as we've mentioned, Jeremy, they are very quick around here. The whole, the whole TCR car is, is effectively a wing, um, and therefore, aerodynamically, they have quite a lot of downforce, and that means they're very quick through the corners but the front wheels have to do the steering as well as the driving. Uh, and I would think that's going to really work those front Michelin's pretty hard here. Yeah, I, I think so, John. Yeah, it's got a lot of horsepower to put it, put it through those front wheels. As you say, they're already, they're already busy turning through the corners. So uh, they are, uh, you know, tire wear is certainly going to be an issue if it's dry tomorrow, which is supposed to be, and supposed to be pretty hot as well. So looking after tires, I think it's going to be one of the keys to getting a victory here tomorrow afternoon for this 100-minute race. Not usually, pilot challenge races 120 minutes, two hours. This one a little bit shorter, 100 minutes. So I think that's a really good number for the TCR when they're on the, particularly when they're on the road. They, even if it's a two-hour race, they can get through on just one pit stop because they do just about an hour. Uh, and as we saw well last time out in Canada. The, when you make the pit stops absolutely crucial, just open up the window a little bit uh, and allow them to do just uh, a one-stop strategy, but uh, without risk of running out of fuel, which is a problem that Robbie Wiggins had at uh, on his home track a couple of weeks ago. He, was, he led for the vast majority of the race, but he was having to save fuel. He got beaten right, right at the end there. Uh, came away with a second-place finish, <coughs> which was good enough to, to, to take the championship lead, but that certainly wasn't what Robbie Wickens and uh, Harry Gottsecker wanted on Robbie, Robbie's home track. Uh, indeed so. Uh, we are now um, coming down towards that halfway point um, in this session and um, I'm crossing my fingers and touching something good at the same time to say that no one's had problems yet. Just uh, three cars in the pits, that being Rory Bandister in the Bandister racing And Mark Wilkins has just pitted in the number 98 Elantra. Uh, Eric Rockwell in with the Rockwell Autosport development car, it's the number 15 out. Just going out, Rob Wiggins again. And Chris Miller just going out, Mike, Mike Lamara in the pit lane. Now, but. Both of the daily motorsports car, the 74 and the 70, Jeremy, were a little bit late on parade. I know Shea's listening into us in the pit lane there. Not sure if there was an issue there. Jordan Wisely and uh, Jake Daly as well, um, Daly as well in the two cars, but in particular that number 70 car, Jeremy, uh, he's, he has only done three laps. Everybody else is well in the double figures and approaching 20 laps. 
Uh, that's right, and just in the last couple of minutes has that car gone out on track. Uh, Dynamo Motorsports team, they're, they're based in Oklahoma, uh, and uh, they missed the last couple of races. They've had uh, most dramas during the season so far, but good to see them back here with the two cars. Number 70 car driven by uh, Jacob Diley and uh, Robert McGinnis, who's uh, ah. making his first start in a uh, in a front-wheel drive car as well this weekend. He's a regular uh, these days in the GS fields, uh, as in a BMW. You might remember if you're watching the race from Detroit, he was involved in a, uh, oh, yes. a very uh, major accident effort, which he's still on probation, by the way. He's on probation for four, four races, I believe, so this will be his second one. He was on probation last time out in, in Canada. So this will count the uh, probation. Uh, but uh, so that they're showing what one car there Jordan wisely as you said he's driving the 74 car uh, and it's Cabot Bigham who wasn't on the entry list but did do the first few races of the season with that team he's back again in number 74 but the, uh, the, the number 74 car's done 11 laps now in this session so it's been out for about half of it uh, and Jacob Diley within the last four or five minutes has turned uh, four laps in number 70 car so I think uh, maybe they were just to get himself themselves situated before they went out on the racetrack, but it certainly didn't seem to be present and correct when the green flag flew. Let's go down to Shea. She's wandered down to Daily Motorsports uh, uh, to see if she can find out what, if any, problems they have had. Shea, what's the story from that end of the pilot challenge pit lane? Well, I'm almost there. Uh, make my way down to the far, far far end of the pits because that's where Daily Motorsports is being set up and everybody this week from TCR having to set up their own pit boxes so not sharing with any of the weather tech teams it's a different atmosphere and uh, it means that everybody is spaced out a little bit more but I can tell you that several of the other teams have both their drivers helmeted including the Brian Herta Autosports Hyundais they have all of their second drivers helmeted even though it doesn't look like they're bringing the cars back and we've just lost her there for a moment. We'll get back to her as quickly as we can. So now we are at the halfway point, just beyond it. And it's pretty much, again, everybody still going around. Brian Ortiz has got in that number 91 Van der racing car has the best time that 53.7 Taylor Hagler still second 53.9 these times uh, count for nothing uh, unless there's no more running before the race of course uh, the opportunity is there for the organisers to any session that has been deemed a competitive session to form the grid or of course you can use the championship points if the unthinkable happens and we don't get a qualifying session it has happened in the past uh, last time around a couple of improvements for the two daily cars John wisely down to a 56.5 58.3 for Jacob Diley. So, yes, they're playing catch up, Jeremy, but yes, they are making the same kind of chunks of improvement that we saw, what, some 15, 20 minutes ago when their, their competitors first went, went out. Yeah, and you're just getting up to speed, I think, those two Diley cars, John, but uh, yeah, for Jacob, uh, first time, well, I think for, for both of them, their first time here at Limebrock Park, so uh, it's a steep learning curve. This is a tricky tricky little track it's not very long as you say just a mile and a half uh, and not that many corners most of all, all but one of which are right-handers but still it is a really little tricky little place to, to get your head around for the first time here let's uh, head back to Shea Adam who is at the Dylan Motorsports end of things where there's a bit of movement on the pit wall Shay. there is driver change going on as Rob McGuinness is jumping aboard a front-wheel drive car for the first time in his life I said, have you ever driven front-wheel Well, 
leg is again. broken, and the trunk looks a bit bent, but the good news is it doesn't look like new damage on this car, so I think it was just a bit cautious going out for this first practice session. Thank you, Shit. Shit, Adam, at the far end of the pit lane. So, this very different-looking IMSA Michelin Pilot Challenge this weekend with just the 14 TCR cars. This is basically their race, which um, is the comparative race to the GSs. Remember, they were out on their own on the streets of Detroit. And that was at Le Mans Test Weekend. So, early part of June. And this is their... Uh, this is their race to catch back up, if you see what I mean, so that they've got the same number of races by the time we get to Matul Patilamon at Michelin Raceway Road, Atlanta. And I'm really interested to see how these cars run. They've done a good job, Jeremy Shaw, of staying away from each other at the moment. There's been one or two... Um, little bundles of car, clumps of cars. But generally speaking, um, I'm actually, uh, I, I am entertained because we see these cars a lot more than we, we normally do, obviously when they're, they're in a race with a, another, another set of, uh, another category. But also I'm encouraged that they've stayed away from each other. This should make uh, qualifying quite interesting. I suspect it won't be the same in the race though. <laughs> no, we're, seeing, we're used to seeing trains of cars in TCR running around uh, nose to tail or side by side or even closer than that. Uh, but uh, yeah, hopefully this time, at least you know, in the past, or generally speaking, the, the, the battles have often, often been broken up by the fact that they, uh, they've caught the GS field and the GS cars are so much faster on the straights but so much slower around the corners, they tend to break up TCR battles. So we're not going to have that problem. Uh, tomorrow during the race, which is, uh, I know all of these drivers are excited about, they just can, they can race amongst themselves, they don't have to worry about uh, traffic, either slower or faster, yeah. uh, and I think, yeah, and they're, they're all you know, super excited for what should be a really fun race for them tomorrow afternoon, 100 minutes, I can say, and it's just uh, a certain tyre where it's going to be a major issue, that's one of the things I'm sure that the teams and drivers will be concentrating on during this first 45 minute practice session. Beautiful morning with temperatures on the track at 109 Fahrenheit. That is 43 Celsius. So that's getting into the kind of area that is pushing those Michelin tyres really, really hard. 26 Celsius in the air is what, just under 80 degrees, 78, 79 degrees. And that's the official temps it probably feels a bit hotter than that and it's quite overcast at the moment uh, for those of you not trackside listening to us on IMSA radio full coverage of all the sessions today and tomorrow for pilot challenge so a bit of extra bonus to extra coverage to what we can normally do when we're not on site and thank you very much to our camera operators and to everybody at NASCAR Productions at Charlotte for making sure that uh, we can see what's going on at the circuit. With coming down to just under 15 minutes to go. A couple of warnings for pit lane violations for two of the cars, the 17 Mighty Taylor Unitronic Audi and the number 33 Harry Gottsacker Hyundai Elantra. But just warnings at this stage. I suspect there won't be, well, certainly a plus four wouldn't be a warning when we get to the race. Plus one. Might get away with one in the race for that, but I doubt it. It's an absolute, isn't it? Always better to be one under than one over. As our colleague Joe Bradley, who was formerly a team manager in British Touring Car Championship, says you better be one or two under than one or two over. Couple of cars in the pits at the moment. Mark Wilkins has just changed over to Mason Felipe. Carl Whitman has pitted as well. 
So that's the 98 Elantra, the Honda FK7. That's the older of the Honda Civics, the number 99 car. I did notice that uh, on his return to Formula One, Daniel Ricciardo has got an uh, FL5 uh, Civic Type R for his car, for his company car this weekend at Hungary. Nice uh, light blue colour. Dare I say rather Hyundai blue, to be honest. Very nice park that he's driving. He's uh, space at Hungary, at the Hungaro Ring. Saw some pictures from there yesterday. Well, all, all's fair and all is clear and clean at the moment, Jeremy, with uh, Robert McGuinness now in, installed in the number 70, the 7-0 Daily Motorsport car, getting his first laps. That's really the only car that's uh, slightly out of kilter. Uh, the Rockwell car and the other Daily car as well maybe need to find a little bit of time, but the rest of the field, the top 11, are all within a second. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and I think yeah, we've still got we've got 11 minutes to go in this session. I'm sure I'd be surprised if the best times hadn't already been turned during this session because uh, um, because uh, yeah, because of that tire wear issue we talked about a little while ago. But still, you know, there's, there's still lots to learn from Robert McGinnis getting his first laps in a front drive car now as well. He's just, he's just done his best laps, uh, which uh, he just improved it by a couple of seconds last time around. So uh, he's coming to grips with that car. It'll be a steep learning curve, certainly, for Robert Wickens. He's driving that number 70 car for Daily Motorsports. That is one of the Elantras that was won, run by the Brian Hurdle Motorsport team last season. John Heindorf, Shea Adam with you for today and tomorrow. And just counting down, coming down towards the last 10 minutes of this session. Good morning to you if you are trackside and listening on the public address at Lime Rock Park or if you're further afield. End of a working week, um, depending on where you are in the world. It might already be... Uh, finished your work, of course, if you're uh, further to the east. And, uh, listening in around the world, global coverage, as always, on RS2, IMSA Radio, part of the Radio Show Limited Network of channels. Full coverage tomorrow as well of the two races, which we'll have if you're outside the US in uh, vision as well as sound. Those of you in the UK, um, I haven't been able to find um, the race on Viaplay extra on Saturday night. Uh, so the good news is, however, as always, it is also on the World Fake TV on the stream, which is ipsonradio.com, top left, and hit live video. And if you're outside the US, you can watch that without any blocks or breaks all the way through. Hello to Max UK 2009, Luis Oliveira, uh, and to Tom Ed, as well as Candy Williams, all following along today. John Roberts as well. Uh, there's a few people, I reckon, starting the weekend early, wherever they are at the moment. Uh, let's go down to Shea Adam and speak to some of the drivers. We need to know about this tyre issue. Is that what they're doing? Nobody's been pulled new Michelin's on. Mark Wilkins is out of the car, so Shea can have a, warm, uh, a, a word with him. And as a former series champion, he's a perfect person to ask tire wear at this place. It seems to be an issue this weekend, or at least it's going to be an issue. There's only seven corners around here. Six of them are the same direction. How difficult is it on the Michelins? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, maybe a little Laguna-esque in, in terms of tire wear. Um, but as you said, a lot of right-handers. Um, you know, we just have to see where it goes. That's why we have this practice. We have an opportunity to kind of work through it here and try to get our balance set. And with that mind about tires and how do we push them and how do we get as far as we can with the maximum amount of grip possible uh, to keep that lap time down. So, yeah, there's a lot of strategy involved, which is fun. And, uh, you know, Laguna went well for us. So I think, you know, I think we're in a good position. We just got to dial it in. And when we get that sorted, we'll be, uh, we'll be rocking. And in terms of this weekend, it's a shorter race than we've ever seen, and the chance for a TCR car to win overall. The Honda, or the Hyundai's have been really strong here in the past, but you guys are working harder than I've ever seen to try and get speed out of the car. What's going on? Yeah, 
I mean, you know, it's different. It's so different without the GS cars. It's a different, uh, uh, you know, just the way in which you approach the session, the way in which you approach the track. I mean, we're kind of able to really get going and let the cars loose. Um, we're not stopped or slowed down by any other cars or tr just general traffic. So it's a totally different uh, approach to it. And so, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we'll be all right. It's been a strong track for us in the past. We've kind of had some great results and some not so great results, but generally speaking, it's pretty positive for us. So, you know, in the early stages, we'll keep pushing and uh, some of the Hyundais are pretty quick. So we'll, uh, we'll keep pushing and um, we'll be there. You got to have a bit of fun last weekend at a TCR car racing at home on the streets of Toronto. What does that do for your mentality? from someplace so tight to someplace here, which it's got a big, quite a bit of runoff. Yeah, a little bit different. I mean, yeah, a little bit of runoff here. Not a lot, but uh, like you said, not like Toronto, but it was great to race in the in the city. Uh, I love street circuits. They're just so much fun for the challenges that they pose. And being within the walls, there's no opportunity for mistakes, which uh, requires a lot of precision, and, and I enjoy that. So you know, it's really fun racing up there. Um, it's a five-week stretch of, of in the race car, which is what we long for, what we want every year. And we're kind of in the heart of it now. And so, you know, we're excited that momentum really building it's been a good solid year for us so far um, and we just have to keep that momentum moving forward every time we come here it's warm i don't know why we're surprised every time when we're sweating on the pit lane first in the morning no matter what the temperature says but how does heat help you guys as far as to be stronger in the race yeah i mean heat just makes it a challenge it's it, physically it's a challenge being just being in the car with the heat um drink a little bit of water but you know generally like the, the there's not a lot of airflow here so it's humid it's stagnant um so it gets hot in the car and it's a bit of a mental game where uh you know there's not, not a lot of time to really recoup you're kind of flat out all the time around here it's busy um and then yeah you got to take care of the car take care of the tire and there's a lot of factors so um i think we know that balance we've been here before and uh, you know we'll do it again Good luck this weekend reclaiming the championship lead. Thank you very much. Some very good points made there, Jeremy, and sort of underlining what we were expecting the drivers to tell us, but it's actually good to hear it from the drivers themselves. Mark's always, uh, uh, he's, he's never frightened about answering a direct question, is he? No, he's great, isn't he? And uh, yeah, he, as you say, he's been around the sport a long, long time now as Mark, and you know, success in all sorts of uh, different cars over the years. And you know, he's, he's just loving this opportunity. It's a great, relaxed atmosphere at Brian Hodder, Hodder Sport with Kerbeg and Janian. Uh, lots of really, really experienced people on that team uh, at every level, from Brian Hurder uh, all the way down. Uh, and, he, and he loves it. You know, he's got a, it's a good mix of drivers there. You know, drivers with lots of experience, drivers with not, not so much experience, youngsters, uh, not old guys certainly because they're all relatively young there but uh, there's a, it's a that, that vibe is so important and you know, everybody there is so relaxed and with all the experience they have uh, there's a lot of knowledge to draw from uh, even though for, for many of the people on the team there's quite a few guys on that team who, who've been involved in indie cars for many many years uh, including the, the team manager phil howard one of the, uh, the crew chiefs there don oldenburg really really experienced guys for them Front wheel, getting used to front-wheel drive cars is a bit of a, a learning curve, but yeah, they come to grips with that now. They've been doing this for four or five years, had lots of success, uh, and so yeah, that knowledge base is exactly what they need to draw from to, to extract the maximum potential from their cars in terms of speed, but also looking after the, uh, the consistency and, and making sure the tires are not overheated as well. Coming down to the last five minutes now in perfect conditions. That track temperature has dropped down a little bit now to merely 102 Fahrenheit. That's 39 Celsius. Still round right about 26 Celsius in the air, which is still hovering just under 80 Fahrenheit. Cheer reporting to me that it is very windy uh, in uh, at trackside at the moment. Now, what I don't know is which way the wind uh, is blowing. Uh, eight miles an hour gusting up to. And Shea says it's it's blowing across the front straight from driver's right to driver's left. Uh, the wind at the moment. Thank you, Shea. Not sure how, how that really... I mean, that means it's behind you coming down the hill from West Bend down to the final right-hander, the seventh corner on the track of the downhill. Um, ish. Um, don't need any help down there, Jeremy. Really, to pick up pace, do you? you? You're dropping pretty substantially downhill towards the downhill right-hander sweeping turn. 
Yeah, that's right. With the, with the, you know, with the tailwind as well coming down down there as you turn into the, uh, the right hand. You sort of shelter a little bit at the bottom of the hill potentially, but it certainly makes it pretty you know, even more tricky than usual coming down the hill if the wind is uh, is at your tail. Um, and uh, you can see that that dust sort of blowing across the racetrack a little bit. And uh, it's you know it, it's just a super racetrack here, Limerick Park. I absolutely love it. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, it's a place where you've got to be on your A game to get the most out of it and, and, and get the most speed out of the car. And yeah, for, I think for this race for tomorrow, it's going to be a lot of fun. And 14 cars doesn't sound like very many, but it's plenty to have a really, really good show. And I'm sure that's what we're going to have here in this 100-minute uh, race tomorrow. Going to keep saying this because it's really important. And I've noticed that one or two people have actually got themselves in a bit of a, a twist about this. It's practice and qualifying today, and it's race day tomorrow. Don't turn up on Sunday, because the only thing that will be happening around there, around here on Sunday, is the church service. So it is a Friday-Saturday meeting, and we'll have it all for you, but Friday and Saturday. If you're not sure what the timings are, then go to RadioLamont.com and scroll down to the RS2 schedule at the bottom of the front page, and that will auto time correct to your whatever time zone your browser is set to. So you don't have to do any arithmetic. You can just look on there. And if there's a little um, symbol next to it, I think they've been put on now. Uh, if they haven't, I apologize. But normally there's a little TV set symbol next to the ones that we have the World Cup pictures for. However, that's where you'll find all the time. Basically, now that you've found us today, leave it turned on. Get it turned on from tomorrow morning. And we have two races for you as well. At IMSA Radio, if you'd like to get in touch. Uh, hello to Corvette1117. And to Dave S. All listening in this afternoon. And welcome along to the Discord group as well, who I know will be watching and listening carefully. Always good to see your comments on what's going on would like to know from all of you what do you think of these single class events uh, i think jeremy and i came to the conclusion in early june that the gs1 on the streets of detroit had worked very very well um i'm i'm, I'm hopeful that we'll get something similar here jeremy but I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna hold until after we've actually seen the race what we're seeing now is free practice, and I, and I don't think you can make judgment on that. Everybody's playing very nicely together. But I think from what we've seen in the past, and you mentioned it, normally get trains of cars. Well, without GS cars coming through to split that up, we could have 100 minutes of 10, 11, 12 or 13 cars, nose to tail. Uh, yeah, all for it. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be good. And, and look, I, I don't think anybody can really want to pull away too much here because True. if if you if you the harder you work to pull away the more you can take out of your tires so i think it's going to be a strategic game and a kind of a kind of a chess match if you like during the race tomorrow because uh, if you if you take it easy but maintain the lead that's what you want to do uh, to, to look after your tires and, and make sure they last the whole distance uh, because you know, are they going to change tires during this race so that, that's the other question mark sometimes in a two-hour race they don't yeah. uh, normally they do uh, and i think uh, they will do most likely they will do during a pit stop but the pit stop uh, is likely to be you know the stints i should say going to be a little bit shorter than they normally are so it's going to be really interesting to see how the strategists uh, perform uh, and ask their drivers to perform during this race. It's going to be fun. An easy one-stopper in the race tomorrow. And in terms of um, pilot challenge, um, it is a 40-minute drive time. So 40 minutes drive time um, in that 100-minute race. Um, I'm just checking that I've got that right. Uh, looking at the supplementary regs now, they get it is four sets of the S9M plus tyres. So set for qualifying, um, second set for the race. So 
couple of sets for free practice, I suppose. Um, it's not particularly onerous there. Um, and 40 minutes. The other thing I think we've got to watch tomorrow as well, Jeremy, is people who are sitting in in the draft and saving fuel. Uh, because it, it's it's not about whether you can get to the end, but it's how long you're stationary. Um, because you can easily change the driver quicker than you can probably put your fuel in. So I, I, I'm, I'm just thinking that there might be seconds gained or lost, as the chequered flag is out, by the way. Um, there could be seconds well, quick. gained. <laughs> Time flies when you're enjoying yourself. So we have then a 53.7 as the fastest time there. To check that. Uh, yes, 53.7 against a 53.9. The number 91, Van der Stur Racing Elantra, ahead of the number one, Brian Herter uh, Elantra. Then the Alpha, uh, Roy Block in at the end in the number five car. That was a 54 flat. Those top three separated by two and a half tenths, a quarter of mm. a second. Uh, we'll see if Shea Adam can grab someone. I can just about see you wandering up the pit lane, Shea. Where are you at the moment? Hello, Shay. Hello, Shay. Oh, lost Shay. Oh. Uh, Tell you what, John, the, 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 the top three cars are all underneath the old lap record, John. Oh, really? So, uh, as you said, uh, just two and a half tenths of a second between those top three and all well underneath the, the old qualifying lap record and the qualifying time that was good enough for pole position last year. Uh, there's only uh, 14 thousandths per second between those two. But uh, yeah, so yeah, is the, the pace is fast this morning and I think will be even faster, th excuse me, this afternoon. So 34, 40, 44 laps the most completed mm. by anybody in that session. That's the uh, number 10 car of uh, Preston Brown and Alex Rockwell. Uh, 42 laps Did completed by Brian Ortiz and uh, Roy van der Stur in the car that's fastest and also the Alpha that is third. That, I mean, 44 laps when it's a 50, in their case, 56, yeah. 57 second lap in a in a 45-minute session. Um, that means they were pretty much out all the time and they did dr change drivers because... Um, yeah. uh, Preston Brown did not start that car so that was get out there and pound around because we we want a load of data so well done uh, to them on doing that thank you very much to Shea and to Jeremy uh, keep it locked in to RS2 if you're trackside enjoy the weather uh, we have more to come as we have the GTs coming GTD Pro and GTD from IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. And that comes up in a very short time indeed here from Lime Rock Park. For the moment, cheerio. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.